All right, welcome to another segment of Let's Talk UNLV on KUNV. You with co-host Keith and Tanya. Tanya, how was your, you know, this is our first podcast recording since the holiday break. How was your new year? And Yeah, yeah. So I got turned up. And by turned up, <laughs> I meant I turned up the TV and I went to sleep. Oh, so was, I was about, you about to tell me you binge watched all these shows. and Well, you know, we have been checking out The Walking Dead. I know, you know we're late to the party. I've episode of that. Yeah, I know we're late to the party, but we have been checking out The Walking Dead, so we spent the New Year's. At least you're at the party. I'm still not not at the party yet. Listen, I'm still at the door for the Game of Thrones party that everybody else was having. Um, So it was good. It was restful. We relaxed. We had some people over um, somewhere in between. It was sort of like a Christmas, Kwanzaa-ish type of celebration, so it was nice. It was nice to spend time with family and friends and just kind of chill in general so what about you what did you do to welcome in the new year not too different from you so i sat on the couch watched a lot of tv i binge watched yellowstone okay so my son and i got through all the episodes we were up till i think like 3 4 a.m every night nice nice you know just probably ate more than i should have over the holidays and you know getting acclimated back to campus and you know getting ready for the spring semester to close out strong for commencement in May. yes yes i also said a little like a little silent prayer that 2023 is kinder <laughs> than its predecessors in the mm-hmm. 20s so i'm i'm thinking that this year or i'm hoping that this year will be something different than we've experienced before so fingers crossed but don't say too fingers loud it might hear you <laughs> yeah 2023 might hear you so just quietly tip on into the room on into the room. So today we have with us some lovely guests and uh, these are lovely guests that I work with personally. So we have, I'm sorry, I'm choking on my own self. So first of all, we have Marinella Mascuti. Yes. Hello. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) And we have Quinn Cobb and there are our lovely wellness educators that um, are working to create this thing that is called Welcome Week. It's actually part of a team creating welcome week so i will give them an opportunity to share their origin stories um nala or marinella nala as we call her would you like to share your origin story with us sure absolutely so i'm from the east coast i am from philadelphia uh prior to moving in las vegas in 2019 i actually worked uh with the university of penn hospital so i worked with cancer patients Mm -hmm. and i advocated for their public health and um access to resources it was a wonderful opportunity but then after moving here in 2019 i had the opportunity to work for unlv so i'm very excited that i serve as a wellness educator in the student health center well but there is more to your origin story can you please (laughs) tell us there you know, is about the transformation that is occurring <laughs> right now. There is. So in addition to working, I'm enrolled in the doctorate in public policy Woot program. Woot. <laughs> <laughs> um, my focus is health policy. And so what I'm passionate about is really helping um, specifically the residents of Nevada improve their access to medical care resources. So I'm very excited that I'm completing that degree, hopefully mm-hmm. this upcoming spring. So my graduation date is spring 2022. So right, we're giving you the yes. golf clap. <laughs> we're giving you the golf clap. <laughs> Thank you very much. And soon we will be able to see the doctors in the house. The other doctor <laughs> is in the house. Thank you. All right. And Quinn, can we hear your origin story? Yes. So I'm originally from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the University of Michigan. That's kind of where my public health journey started. I was a sexual health program coordinator out there. Um, and then I joined the Peace Corps. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was an HIV, AIDS, and adolescent health volunteer in uh, Lesotho, which is in Southern Africa. 
And then I had to come back because of COVID. And then during uh, that whole lockdown thing, I moved to New Orleans. I worked at Tulane University as a health promotion specialist, um, doing similar work as here. And then now, yeah, I'm in Las Vegas at UNLV as a wellness educator, working in the wellness zone. So that's quite the journey there. Peace yeah. I, I, you know, I always <laughs> My hear about Peace Corps. Three years in the Peace Corps. Nice. You, that's two whole people I know that actually did the Peace Corps. Yeah. And I'm learning it's, it's a very popular choice. Yeah. And she loved it. She 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 was at El Salvador, I think is where she was stationed mm-hmm. for like a couple of years. And then there was some unrest. They had the emergency yeah. send everyone back to the States. And she's, you know, based on the experience, she's in her career field and loving life. So yeah. I cool. love the Peace Corps. It was an amazing experience. And like, yeah, I also had the emergency evacuation, but due to the pandemic. So. Yeah. It's such wow. a great opportunity to give, you know, um, Americans the opportunity to engage with other, you know, uh, residents in other countries and learn about their culture and help them yes. in various areas. So. Yeah, there's actually like a thing called like the big three goals of Peace Corps. And one of them is connecting with different countries. Well, two of them is getting to know their culture, but also uh, like shedding light on American culture being mm-hmm. a good representative of america yeah. <laughs> i mean she loved it she she's you know she was assigned to live with the local family mm-hmm. and you know she obviously learned spanish and she said when she knew she was fully assimilated is when she started to dream in spanish oh, wow that's so that's cool. cool i never got to that that's point. so cool yeah i never Very got to cool. that point so <laughs> not just a career of service like lives of service yes. i love mm-hmm. it so yeah. you that explains how you gravitated to these fields definitely wonderful definitely. And then maybe if if one of you could talk about sort of the work that you do within the wellness, just to give the audience just a broad overview of what type of programming happens in wellness or what that entails. Yeah, absolutely. So we are housed in the Wellness Promotion Department um, under the Student Wellness Center. And essentially, in wellness promotion, our goal as wellness educators is to promote wellness, but also serve as health educators on campus. Mm-hmm. We are essentially the front line to educate students and faculty and staff about our resources, not only wellness promotion resources, but student wellness in general. You know, we have CAF, Dr. Tanya Crabb is part of. We also have the Student Health Center and other areas in our department. Um, as wellness educators, we try to address various health topics, including including sexual health, mental health, physical health, uh, physical well-being, and so forth. And both uh, Quinn and I have the opportunity to specialize in various areas where we not only collaborate with professors on campus, where we can give presentations, but we also have the opportunity to table, to uh, have workshops, to have various events that really allow students not only to learn, but to engage Mm -hmm. with each other, to understand various aspects of health. And when you educate someone about their options, about Mm -hmm. health in general, then they're greater advocates of their care. They're Mm -hmm. more likely to make better decisions and ho- hopefully overall improve their wellness. Exactly, yeah. That's our goal, <laughs> is to provide knowledge, resources, and tools to help students make informed health decisions. They're kind of like the cool kids. Like, they're, you know, <laughs> like, the reason I call them the cool kids is like, you know, you know, when we think health and wellness, oftentimes we think mental health, but mm-hmm. it's all one mm-hmm. big connected entity. Your body and your brain mm-hmm. are all housed in the same place and they are connected. Mm-hmm. So I love that they help make that leap and our approach is the wellness will which is the eight dimensions of health so that really helps us make sure that our programming is holistic 
Um, so yeah. Yeah, and it's a great public health initiative. You know, mm-hmm. we love working with CAF because you have such a strong mental health presence. But also from a public health initiative, to Quinn's point, you know, from the uh, wellness wheel, there's so many dimensions of health mm-hmm. that overall having a balance, achieving that balance mm-hmm. is what's key. And that's what we're here for. You know, ensuring uh, that the students, faculty and staff not only learn about the resources, but we give them tools mm-hmm. to promote wellness and that balance. Definitely. Now, how do you how do you make faculty, staff and students aware of all the services that you just described through the wellness That's a really great question. Um, So we actually oftentimes reach out to faculty. Uh, We also have new student orientations. We also also have presentations that we give to faculty and staff from a, uh, you know, promotional standpoint to really market and inform them about what we have. Because oftentimes we collaborate with faculty and staff. They are the front line with the students as well. And by them knowing about our resources and inviting us to give presentations during one of their classes, then, then we can educate them and the students right there and then. Yeah. And then we also uh, like create promotional one-pagers that we post around campus or, you know, people are going to run into them naturally and then learn about our resources and things of that sort. And on top of that, we have a social media page. Sure. So we have Facebook, Instagram, YouTube channel, and Twitter. Yeah. So we have an amazing student worker oversees our social mm-hmm. media content, but through that platform, we also uh, promote our resources as well. And then last but not least, we are on the Involvement Center. So we upload our events and things of that sort on there. They also partner with us and other agencies to mm-hmm. promote these different activities. Like mm-hmm. um, one of the things we've been doing the last year, I know it's not my show, but <laughs> one of the things we've been doing last year is we've been partnering with different agencies or departments throughout the university. We have partnered with the first year experience. You know, we partner with CSUN. The, the wellness team partners with these different agencies to enhance the things that they're already doing and mm-hmm. also to introduce different ways of doing things. and. I've been very fortunate that in the last year or so that um, they've been open-minded <laughs> with some of the suggestions that we've had, and we've done things a little dis- bit unconventionally, like the speed friending mm-hmm. event and yes. the origami event. <laughs> Yeah. And also, um, I have to say this about the wellness team. They feed people. So I think that's a big <laughs> thing, too. That's a big draw. That's yes. a big draw. <laughs> <laughs> we make sure to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's really been uh, a great opportunity. And I think one of the, you know, with Dr. when Dr. Tanya Crabb and I connected, one of the goals for our outreach initiative was really to promote more engaging mm-hmm. events and activities, right? It's one thing to have an event where you're just saying, oh, like, here's the information, and you're educating the students and faculty and staff. But it's another when you have hands-on activities, mm-hmm. when they're implementing what they learn into action, and then they're more likely to really receive that information mm-hmm. and utilize it in their own lives. And so I think you know, making that transition and encouraging each other to host and hold events where they're like workshops, right? Engaging workshops has really made a difference. And we're so excited for the yes. new semester for that, too. I forgot another partnership you did with the med school to do an aromatherapy. We oh, did. Yes, and that, that was, was great. such a great hit. We actually um, partnered with Dr. Annie Wiseman where we um, had an event in the in the SRWC building where we created aromatherapy portable diffusers. So students were not only able to understand how aromatherapies were created, but also what different senses address what concerns, mm-hmm. whether it's mental health concerns like anxiety or, or, you know, depression or whatever the case is. A lot of these resources, you know, through aromatherapy can be helped through that platform. The fact they were engaging and creating those things was so much fun. We had a great turnout. 
And then we also did a collaboration um, for Bone and Joint Health Month with the physical therapy students. Yeah, the doctoral physical mm-hmm. therapy students. Mm-hmm. We actually had them come out, and then not only were we sharing information, but they were doing like actual like mm-hmm. workout like examples for students to really improve their bone and joint health. Yeah. So it was a lot of like actual engaging activities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, as we prepare to receive the students back for the from holiday break, what are some things that are on the horizon as we welcome students back to campus? So given that we had some sex, some success with previous events, we're ho- looking to bring back like aromatherapy. We think there was a lot of interest in students wanting to come back. We actually ran out some of the supplies. We're like, are you doing this again? <laughs> so we're hoping to bring back some of those other events. Um, we're looking forward to you know creating additional opportunities and events for students to get more hands-on. Um, we're bringing back more art therapy, art wellness mm-hmm. events, where they're not only learning a different type of art, but it really is helping with their mindfulness and meditation. Um, we're also hoping to promote in person our biofeedback device. We collaborated with the nursing department last year where they actually took our biofeedback device at the student union and had students and faculty try it out. We're going to do that again as well because it's one of those things where students actually get real-time feedback on their heart rate and breathing rate and how meditation is actively helping them address like anxiety and so forth. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the events that we're doing. Did I miss anything? Um, At the beginning of Welcome Week, we have a collaboration with the academic Success Center, and so we're having a vision board and paint party. Um, I can't remember the exact date right now because I turned off my phone, but <laughs> but that is coming, um, and a lot of other Welcome Week collaborations. And a lot of these events will be listed on our Involvement mm-hmm. Center website, so mm-hmm. please go to the Involvement Center uh, website at UNLV and search for Wellness Zone and CAPS, mm-hmm. uh, which is Counseling Psychological Services. It's all one combined website, which will have all of these listed events on there mm-hmm. for anyone that wants to know when. Yes, and speed friending is making a comeback. There's going to be also wellness bingo. Yes. (laughs) That's that's on the horizon. Mm -hmm. And I understand you're working with some collaborations to do some more physical things. So there's a possibility somewhere down the line there might be a wellness yoga, some mindfulness walks, which we did last year with Mm -hmm. the academics. Well, actually, it was with the first First year year. experience. Mm -hmm. We did the wellness walks as well. So, I mean, not just do it, don't just. Be a, don't just think about it, be about it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. We're not just teaching, we're encouraging and engaging mm-hmm. and advocating for students to actively partake in these events. Yeah, giving information just truly isn't enough for learning. Well, in general, learning theory, giving information isn't enough. So, we definitely mm-hmm. make sure to get the opportunity for practice and then also giving takeaways at the end of events and things of that sort. So, that way they leave with something. And the other initiatives that we're doing, we're actually reordering some of our swag, which is a, another great platform oh, yes. for students to learn about our wellness resources and get takeaways mm-hmm. so that they know who we are, they know who to come to, they know where to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And will your lovely massage chairs also be? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yes. They're still in the wellness zone, and we still um, you know, encourage and welcome faculty, students, and staff to come and use them. They're such a great resource for anyone that's maybe feeling a little stressed out or they need a little minute for themselves, and they're privately spaced, so it's really a minute to yourself. Um, and I, I couldn't recommend it enough. Now, where is it located? I may need to... <laughs> So, Use that. Right? <laughs> it's amazing. Student Recreation and Wellness Center, SRWC, they are on the second floor in the wellness zone. You can either come and use them in person if they're available right there and then, or you can schedule an appointment and come at another date and time that works for you. So Now, do you have to have a membership to access 
That's a good question. So all of the students, undergrad, graduate, full-time or part-time, have free access to these resources. Uh, faculty and staff, I believe, have to have a membership. Mm. And yeah. then community partners with access to the rec center can use our services as well. Yes, absolutely. And the when you have a membership to the rec center, the massage chairs in our space is included. Yes. So everything is free of charge in the wellness zone outside of the rec services, mm -hmm. which are the personal training and the body assessments. And I just want to add on there, when you come to the Wellness Zone, as we mentioned, there is the massage chairs and the mm -hmm. biofeedback. We also have other resources, such as mm -hmm. our sexual health resources, which are so prominent here on campus. Mm -hmm. You know, as wellness educators, we make sure that they're not expired, that they're appropriate resources, healthy resources to use. And that includes everything from condoms, both male and female, to lubes and dental dams, free, no questions asked. Mm -hmm. um, but also, we recently implemented our fentanyl test strips, yes. which is an initiative on behalf of the Student Wellness Center. And it's not just us, but also the pharmacy giving them out um, and the student health center where uh, students can come and get free fentanyl test strip that includes instructions on how to use them. Mm -hmm. Yes and so the other thing that I love is that they have the little sexual health goodie bags. So if you're so so they they have those and they're also readily available in mm -hmm. case you didn't want to or have the time to go through the, the different ones. They come and they're fully equipped mm -hmm. with almost everything in there. So that's another way that I think, and I've noticed that they, you've had them in the dorm rooms, in the dorms as well. Oh, like yeah. I've seen them in the residence halls. We've yeah, also we added, uh, well, last semester we added a table outside of our office and we were giving it out there and that oh, was they were gone, like, really popular. <laughs> <laughs> that was really popular. Um, but I also wanted to say um, the condom bar in the wellness zone that has everything that Nella just said. Um, that is no questions asked, so you can walk straight in. You don't have to talk to the front staff desk or anything of that sort and create your own safer sex pack. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. We actually have like little brown paper bags yeah. where it's like an a la carte setup, mm -hmm. and you take what you need, no questions asked. So that way, you know, students uh, have the option uh, regarding their sexual health, and, mm -hmm. and we're encouraging them to be in charge of their sexual health, to be safe yes. about their sexual decisions mm -hmm. and, and appropriately educated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then for this year's Welcome Week, wellness welcome week like what is success like how do you do how do you measure success in this work that's a really good question so welcome weeks in general is where different departments collaborate um to hold events meaning like in-person events for the most part there may be a couple of virtual ones but now they're all back on campus for the most part it's in person but the idea is that it's a it's, a, it's geared towards students that want to learn or meet new students on campus and be a part of activities and engage and so um, success is really measured by the ability to effectively promote it mm -hmm. and market it and also by the attendance rate right seeing students come out and be a part of our events and really enjoying mm -hmm. our events so getting feedback we actually collectively uh, you know get feedback after an event has concluded to see what our students are thinking, to see what their experience is about so that we can appropriately make changes if necessary. Now, what's some of the memorable feedback that you've gotten from students on some of the different programming and activities that you've done over the past year? I mean, one of the questions is, are you doing this again? Like, are you having this <laughs> event? Yeah. You know, because sometimes <laughs> they are on, like, certain dates and times, and they have class, so, mm -hmm. but if they happen to come, uh, you know, during a certain, like, towards the end of it or something, they're like, oh, this is great. Are you doing it again? That's what I can remember. Mm -hmm. um, For the um, holiday dining event, we had a lot of gluten-free options, and so they really appreciated that. A lot of them were trying to ignore the table, and I was like, no, like, most of it is gluten-free. Um, and so the feedback was that they felt included. Um, and that they learned a lot about what their options were. And so that was really nice. Yeah. 
As you talk about success, I think one of the things that comes to mind is that the information is useful, that somehow it helps them to navigate Mm -hmm. the school year, Mm -hmm. which I think is the idea behind Welcome Week is to make sure that they know what resources Mm -hmm. are available Mm -hmm. to them. And to your point, taking charge of your physical, emotional, and sexual health is sort of an undercurrent. So the idea behind wellness and, and truly CAPS is to provide students with the tools so that they can navigate those areas mm-hmm. on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we yeah. help them to know how to move through the campus successfully, mm-hmm. academically, emotionally, physically, and psychologically. Yeah. So, yeah. And like college and beyond. You know, like the, mm-hmm. like, we're, when you're in college, you're a young adult being built and like poured into. And so everything that you learn now, you really do take with your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why like public health education is so important to me in this stage um also like especially when it comes to sexual health because as we know the variable experiences that come with sexual health education in high school and middle school um getting that touch point in college and knowing how to best protect yourself um is really important to you know for the rest of your life yeah so, so i could just have my teenager come and see you all to yeah yeah you really could <laughs> we've had some requests and phone calls on a lot of like mm-hmm. sexual health areas so yeah we mm-hmm. are there to help and support in any way possible yes Yes, I I love the fact that your office is supportive and not shaming. Oh yes, mm-hmm. because you're right. I think there's a variety of experiences. There's a variety of understanding around mm-hmm. body and sexual health in particular, yes. and to have a safe space to have a conversation mm-hmm. without judgment or mm-hmm. shame, and to get what you need mm-hmm. to protect yourself and to take care of yourself is really a wonderful gift for the students. That's I'm really okay. glad that they have you. And I think as we were talking about the Welcome Week activities. Um, there's an undercurrent of connecting, right? Mm -hmm. So as much as we want you to learn the skills, we're also providing opportunities for students to connect with each other, you know, in these different events that we're having. Yeah, absolutely. That social uh, connection is such a key factor. Yeah, it's actually one of our topic areas um, Mm -hmm. is UNLV belonging and connection. Yes, absolutely. That's one of our areas. Um, And I think the other thing that we're doing is we're encouraging conversations Mm -hmm. that aren't being had, Mm -hmm. right? Um, One of the events that we did was Body um, Awareness Week, right? And um, the idea is that there's certain concerns and and opinions and, and, you know, conversations that people are either scared to have or don't know where to start, don't Mm -hmm. know what to say. And, you know, that's important. It's important to ask questions. Mm -hmm. I always, even when I work with, you know, cancer patients back east, I always say, ask questions. That's how you start a conversation. Mm -hmm. That's how you start anything. And then see where it leads. See what information Mm -hmm. you can get. Because the the worst thing you can do is stay silent Mm -hmm. and not say anything at all. And then I'm imagining that, you know, the pandemic, one of of the benefits of the pandemic is really sort of magnified the importance of mental mental health Mm -hmm. and wellness. And so how has this program sort of leveraged that elevation Mm -hmm. of the importance of this to be able to be able to do more outreach and really get everyone to get more engaged in sort of their own mental health and wellness. Yeah, I think the pandemic in a way is a silver lining because it's changed, you know, this uh, stigmatism around like Mm -hmm. mental health and people not wanting to talk about it or not taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, in our platform and, and the services and resources that we provide, we've seen more students being open mm-hmm. to having those discussions with us, to utilizing our resources, to informing us what we can do also mm-hmm. in addition to what we have. So there's been a great opportunity for that. And like uh, Dr. Krabs mentioned earlier, uh, our department 
addresses mental health from a non-conventional standpoint, like also from like a prevention standpoint too. So it kind of introduces resources and tools that are a little bit different than what you hear on the main. So it's like meditation and therapy are like the number two things you will hear, like the top two things you will hear about most. But um, for instance, the aromatherapy event um, introduced students to a new way to take care of their mental health. Absolutely. And another component that we're looking to highlight is financial wellness. Yes. You know, when you think of when you're in college, the That's last on the wellness wheel. Yeah, yep. it is. <laughs> it's actually the newest dimension. <laughs> and career is separate from finances because, you know, even though mm-hmm. they both provide you financial funds, they're so different. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're in college, we don't think about the impact of finances, whether it's student loans or expenses while you're in school. Um, you know, those are or building your credit, for example. I think those are another wellness component that a lot of students maybe aren't forced to think about mm-hmm. or don't want to think about until they're, they're like later on past college and I think the earlier you can prepare yourself and educate yourself about it the mm-hmm. better you are definitely I think that I, I think you hit the nail on the head that part of what wellness does is it talks about the factors that impact wellness mm-hmm. so not only the resources to manage wellness but here are some of the things to consider that may be impacting your your wellness as a whole mm-hmm. and I think you're right in that coming up with unconventional ways and introducing this holistic mm-hmm. approach to wellness mm-hmm. that says that your your mental health is impacted by all of these things as well mm-hmm. helps students to get a better understanding of themselves yeah as they go through Definitely. the process yeah absolutely i couldn't agree with you more when you think of mental health you know obviously now thank god we're being more aware about mental health concerns but oftentimes it's so important to look at deeper you know concerns that drive mental health concerns yes. that are from di- different areas of wellness and public health so yeah, yeah absolutely looking at other factors kind of what the wellness world helps with too is like seeing the overlap between the different dimensions. Well, when it comes to mental health, pretty much every single other dimension directly impacts mental health. Um, and so, yeah, you kind of do have to take that approach to truly address mental health. Yeah. So, like, what what trends or themes have you noticed maybe over the past academic year on campus among students that you are serving? Um, I would say anxiety is definitely mm-hmm. a concern. I mean, definitely... There's a lot of um, focus on mental health, right? There's a lot of focus on underlying factors that impact students' mental health. Stress, anxiety, procrastination, mm-hmm. um, you know, those sort of things have definitely come into light. Um, I also think sexual identity, sexual mm-hmm. health, those are also key factors. Um, being from the East Coast, you know, I've learned that sometimes a lot of the incoming students may not have the appropriate sexual health education in high school that they need in order to prepare themselves for mm-hmm. that college life. And so that's a huge, huge impact and trend that we've seen as well. Yes. Also, uh, like um, body image issues mm-hmm. so spreading the different body movement uh like ideologies is something that we're doing mainly sticking with body acceptance but in general spreading education about the different ones because in college in general that like body image disturbance is huge so if you had sort of a magic wand to be able to change or sort of <laughs> implement a new initiative what would that be to improve sort of the the mental health and well-being of faculty staff and students on campus Such a good question. Um, I mean, I would say start with, you know, encouraging engaging activities, encouraging in-person advocacy, and encouraging Mm -hmm. conversations around difficult subjects, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. More open conversations. Yeah. I'm about to start a fight. So I would say (laughs) (laughs) 
having it be part of the curriculum and the staffing oh, yes. agenda. Mm-hmm. Because we want people to take care of their physical and mental health, but there's no space for it. Yeah. You know, there's no space for it. Students will attend a class if it's for a credit. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's already because they're already overloaded with mm-hmm. everything else that they have to do. So how do we incentivize people who are just mm-hmm. trying to hang on to do the things they need to do to take care of them when they're already overloaded? Mm-hmm. And I would say the same thing with staff. One of the things yes. that was really funny was um, when I was in the Marine Corps, we had an hour and a half for lunch. I'm, I'm not pushing for agenda change, by the way, just, just sharing. <laughs> <laughs> we had an hour and a half for lunch. And the thing that made that good was that that was enough time to work out and change and shower and get back. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I think that it's difficult for people who are trying to balance the work-life schedule to then add something else the agenda so i would say um normalize taking care of yourself yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, and build it into the culture of the mm-hmm. the the school the educational system and the culture mm-hmm. of the organizations in general mm-hmm. absolutely yeah if i could wave a magic wand it would be in general just changing the structure of america <laughs> so that way we can handle our mental health better once yeah. again having the time yeah. um, and the energy to actually take care of yourself and the support yeah and the support and the encouragement mm-hmm. so that you're the not community like yeah it would yeah. be waving the magic wand to really yes. allow ourselves to well we'll give you the the final word or the last <laughs> word is there anything that you wish we had asked that we didn't ask that you would like to share or just where to point you know the UNLV stakeholders to your um, website or different social media channels to access your resources um I would say the other thing I'd like to talk about is we're really encouraging students to be involved with our student organizations on campus. We have three that we highlight um, that we would love for students to be a part of. One is Healthy Rebels, where they actually complete a certificate in peer education. They actually, you know, essentially act as health educators on campus. And Mm -hmm. it's a great resume builder. So if anyone is interested, let us know. Um, We're also um, running our peer recovery group, Mm -hmm. which is another great platform for students who are interested helping others or maybe they've been through themselves through various substance use and you know anything surrounding that area to join and then last but not least active minds is another great organization that students can be a part of and this is strictly focused on mental health Um, they would also be involved in tabling um, having you know outreach events and just engaging with other peers on campus so please consider uh, joining our resources and being part of you know what we do helping other students Mm -hmm. and advocating for their health and then Quinn if you could just tell the audience how to what the website again and so where you are on social media all right so our website is being updated and it's a pretty long url that i do not remember but please follow us on instagram at unlv wellness zone that's wrap. for more let's talk unlv be sure to follow us on social media where you can get the latest updates on the show plus great behind the scenes content we're on facebook at let's talk unlv podcast Twitter at Let's Talk UNLV and Instagram at Let's Talk UNLV Pod.